0: Hello, welcome to another episode of "Give Us This Day," our daily Lou. I'll read a piece out of the Bhagavad Gita and then I'll talk about it. What's the microphone today? What's going on? Hello, hello. Oh, what's today? Hope you're having a lovely Wednesday, midweek. Son of a bitch, midweek. Hump day. Almost there, kids. It's almost Friday. If you're waiting for it, I know what you're waiting for. It's gonna come. Just like me later. So, I'm, I'm all disheveled right now. I just hit play. I don't know why. Or whatever we do here. Or record. Chapter 13, The Field and the Knower. Krishna uh, just summing the chapter up. Completing the chapter with what it is to understand the field and then the knower. So... Uh, first, we'll go over Akasha, which is the most subtle of the five elements. The five elements being water, air, fire, earth, and Akasha. Ak- Akasha. I'm explaining this obviously because we're gonna discuss it. Krishna discusses Akasha, and Akasha is basically you can think about it like this, right? You have these elements that create material existence: water, air, fire, earth, and then things. Keep it together. It's like taking the elements that create a glass, right? That the place like a, a glass. Oh, how do you say glass? That create a vase. Now that's all glass on the floor. The akasha or the adherence is the human that picks up that shit and puts it together. Now you have glass minerals on the floor and I have a vase. Akasha is that s- the most subtle of the elements that keeps everything together. It's the mold. So you look at a tree, you see the tree staying together, not just atoms vibrating it's such a subtle movement that it really configuring a tree that light goes into your eyes and then crosses at a section and then gets to the back of your brain then flips the image and then produces what you see so you're not actually seeing the tree you're seeing atoms vibrating and akash is holding all that shit together so we can see tree so just so we have a understanding so now let's get into it this supreme self is without a being beginning undifferentiated deathless though it dwells in the body arjuna it neither acts nor is touched by action as akasha pervades the cosmos but remains unstained the self can never be tainted though it dwells in every creature i would love to repeat that for you this supreme self is without a beginning undifferentiated deathless though it dwells in the body arjuna it never it neither acts nor is touched by action as akasha pervades the cosmos but remains unstained the self can never be tainted though it dwells in every creature now what we're discussing here is how the self the atman the soul is part of the dance but it doesn't have any connection just like akasha is around but you don't perceive it because it's the most subtle our rational logical thinking perceiving minds couldn't perceive it that's why we need science to tell us what's real what's measurable cuz we perceive it we went against we went completely against the intuitive heart and we have a logical mind now the thing is the logical mind makes for a fantastic servant but a terrible master and most of us are slaves to this masterful logical rational mind getting back to that intuitive heart that's a that's a key to a lot of this stuff that we do here on give us this day our daily and when we see this supreme self which is the atman the soul still small voice within the continuity of spirit is without a beginning undifferentiated deathless because if if you're differentiated you have a beginning you're undifferentiated you can't if I take a piece of paper and I draw a line down the middle of it, you could say that's the creation of the universe, because then I just cause differentiation. But to cause differentiation means there was a, another di- something to differentiate from. Therefore, the paper I draw the line on is the universe and the hand drawing the line, the line itself, the pen that has the ink in the line, the the materials that created the paper the people that put the material together the materials in which it came are all the universe together collecting if there ever was such a universe that was ever created oh so otherwise we got a line down a line down a paper and now we have duality but comes all from the one no beginning undifferentiated deathless no birth cyclical just is always try to perceive it Try to understand it. Good luck. The paradox as such. Though it dwells in the body, Arjuna, it neither acts nor is touched by action. It's not doing anything. It just is. And that's the key of identifying with the soul. If you identify with the soul, you probably can do more in life because you're not so connected with, I have to get up early. I have to do this. I don't get enough sleep. I, I, I. It's just you're doing it. The, all the tiredness, the anger, the annoyance, the, it gets out of your way. I'm too. I didn't get enough sleep last night. I'm too tired to go to the gym. I don't, no, you just go. Like it's just you are out of your own way, you know. And you meet yourself where you are. Let's say you did only get three hours instead of your typical eight hours of sleep, and you want to keep go. You want to go to the gym too, because you want to keep that habit going, or whatever the case is. You got a real stringent week, and you need to get that gym time, and you meet yourself where you are. Sure, try to go hard as fuck if you can. Bet maneuver through. Let go of feeling like you're tired, and just be. Tiredness will come through, and then you'll be good. You know, humans have endured incredible feats, and nowadays we fucking stub our toe and we put the end to the put the kibosh to the days. You know what I mean? We can endure, man, and it's because we had to use human spirit over human intellect for so long. Now we have a human intellect, and all we do is sit here and think about everything instead of just enduring, and we wonder why. You know, so. It's the benefit to endure is to put ourselves aside and let the spirit endure because the spirit can go on forever. That's when you hear stories like homeboys have to get fucking destroyed by some lions and he survived. He found the world to live. Whatever it is, spirit moves on, baby. Identify with that. You'll just be able to do more. It's not you doing anything. You know, We are capable of so much when we get out of our limited self of thinking we're the, just simply this bag of flesh and bones. It's incredible what we're capable of. We read books called outliers and all this the bullshit all the time, but we're each and every one of us are capable of such tasks, you know, to score a bunch of basketball points a game. I guess that's cool. But I mean, there's people out there that are getting close to some gangster shit. You know, we're all capable of some phenomenal things. Sometimes it's just the society or the culture we live in at the time is only going to shine light on certain things. But don't think you're not as capable. Don't think there's only a couple incredible things for one to do. You could be the guy who discovers the new species of bird. You know what that's going to do for the bird environment? The bird culture? It's going to blow them up. You're going to be fucking Einstein at a bird group, yo. So I'm just saying, baby, don't try to compare to what they're doing. Just do what you're doing and identify with the soul because it does nothing. It gets a lot easier that way. And As Akasha pervades the cosmos, but remains unstained, the self can never be tainted, though it dwells in every creature. And that's that. You know, you could look at it like let's, these are all beliefs. You could say, "I believe I'm here to work through things for the soul." So every time Lou finds himself caught stuck, I'm jealous because you do, you have a girlfriend, and you're doing quote-unquote successful things, and I'm not yet, and I'm jealous about it. You know. My my brother gets a happy Valentine's Day for the girl. I'm crushing on at the gym and I'm jealous about it. Now am I gonna get mad? Am I gonna be a jealous cunt all the time? Or am I gonna go, wow, awesome, thank you. Let's go to work. Where's this jealousy arising in Lou that's causing this to occur? For me to be jealous about nothing really, but things, you know, jealousy's arising. Now to sit there and go, Lou's jealous, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, all right, then I am, and I'm stuck with it. But if I can notice jealousy arising, work with it, see where it stems from, where I feel the inadequateness in myself would even arise jealousy, then I can finally live closer into whoever the fuck this is inside, this truth, if you will, rather than identifying as Lou who's jealous. And that's just it. I'm a jealous fuck and I'll be jealous the rest of my life. So I'll be, I could be one of those people that are apparently in love, marriage with kids and they get jealous because their friend is looking at their girl. You know, that's pretty schnoof. That's a tough life, Mo. Being scared that your friends going to fuck your wife all the time. Yet they're your brothers, huh? Ain't that about to be. But that's the ticket, man. Identify with the soul. It gets lighter. You can actually maneuver through life. You can understand how to work through life. You don't become emotions as much. You don't become the feelings as much. You watch them and you can work with them. It's like Play-Doh. You make a form of whatever. I don't want to be angry, Lil. All right. Let's take that and mold to something else. This supreme self is without a beginning, undifferentiated, deathless. Though it dwells in the body, Arjuna, it neither acts nor is touched by action. As Akasha pervades the cosmos but remains unstained, the self can never be tainted, though it dwells in every creature. And as always, thank you for tuning in WLOU, the smooth sounds of the Bhagavad Gita.